0: What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family.
1: Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty, Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to
0: the people who came before me. Getting together Absolutely. with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World headquarters, this is episode 253 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening Over you're making that happen. I do appreciate it, y'all. Hello, friends. Good to be back in your ears. It's been a busy but good summer so far, and I've been enjoying the break from weekly episodes. More to come in a couple of weeks about what the podcast is going to look like moving forward. But for now, I have a very special episode for you. Since its inception in 2019, Barley and Smoke has been a very special event here in Calgary and one that I've been honored to be involved with in one way or another. In 2019, and again in 2021, I had one of the event organizers, Deepak Baga, on the podcast to talk about it. And then I was also privileged to be one of the guest judges at the inaugural event in 2019. Last year, I welcomed Christine McIver onto the show. Christine is the founder and CEO of Kids Cancer Care here in Calgary, which is the charity that Barley and Smoke supports and raises so much needed funds for. This year, I'm excited to bring you a pair of guests. Bradley Conrad is the general manager at Rodney's Oyster House in Calgary, and they will be a part of Barley and Smoke for the third straight year. Dale Zukowski is a Calgary mother who lost her son to cancer in 2015, and she shares her family's story and talks about kids' cancer care in Camp Kindle and the impact they have had on her family. No ads for this episode, but if you are in the Calgary area, I strongly recommend you visit www.barleysmoke.ca to get tickets for this amazing event Coming up August 26th at NMAX Park on the Stampede Grounds. Check out the incredible lineup of restaurants, breweries, and more that will be a part of it, and I hope to see you down there. If you aren't able to make it, please visit kidscancercare.ab.ca and consider making a donation. Barley and Smoke is back again for 2023, coming up in just a few short weeks on August 26th here in Calgary at NMAX Park. I'm fortunate to have been had the opportunity to attend, event pre- attend the event previously and have had a few different people involved in putting on this amazing fundraiser on the podcast over the years. Doing something a little different this year as we have a representative from one of the great Calgary restaurants that has been a part of Barley and Smoke for a few years now. And we have a parent who can speak to the incredible work that Kids Cancer Care is able to do in the community. Thanks in part to the funds raised annually at Barley and Smoke. Brad Conrad and Dale Zakowski Welcome to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. How's everyone doing this evening?
2: Good. Yeah, great. Thank continue. you
1: for having us.
0: Uh, first question I ask everybody, uh, and we'll start with you, Dale, is what does barbecue mean to you?
1: Oh, well, there's nothing better than a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the cool thing about this Barley and Smoke event, I've attended a couple of times and, uh, you know what it makes me feel like i'm at a day camp um for adults you know it's next to the to the river and you know you can hear the river rushing and the sun's it's outside it's it takes place rain rain or shine yep. and so i always love that and so you just know that uh it's, it's the folks that put it on they're so committed to uh just making sure that they're going to have a great event no, ma- no matter what so awesome it's always fun
0: uh Brad maybe a little different coming from the uh the food service and hospitality side of things but what does barbecue mean to you?
2: Um I think whether you're in the food industry or not um you know so, uh, you know I think when when you're a kid growing up and you know um having your first you know whether it's a burger or sausage or you know probably like hot dogs on the barbecue mm-hmm. um you know, those kind of simple things, um, you get really excited. And then as you get older and learn, um, really what a barbecue can do, um, kind of push those limits, uh, in the restaurant industry, um, for any type of gala events, um, you know, whether it's indoor, outdoor, you know, whatever, but barbecue for me is, is, um, you know, it's family. It brings people together. Uh, like Dale said, um, You know it's it's a that's a good one a day camp for adults you know uh, it is really cool um when we did it a few years back uh i was really surprised um because i didn't know that that location really kind of existed and i've been in calgary for eight years there's still lots of um wonderful people i'm meeting like you know every year every day every month in this industry and it was a great location uh, whether it is rain or shine, obviously, you know, the weather plays a factor in outdoor events. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the location's fantastic. I mean, you're kind of right beside the Saddle Dome, and uh, you get this beautiful landscape, and um, it's, you know, the band um the bands that play and and um just meeting industry people the breweries uh, all the restaurants and you know doing everything for a good cause so but yeah barbecue it's it's for me it's just really bringing people together awesome. um which is which is really great to see
0: love it love it now we'll get into barley and smoke a little bit here right away uh but brad maybe just a little background info on yourself uh, you said uh been in calgary eight years here where's uh where's home originally for you
2: uh, so I grew up in Ontario. Okay. Uh, I grew up, uh, an hour North of Toronto in um, beautiful Barrie, Ontario. Yep. So kind of nestled between, you know, Muskoka and, and Toronto and you got your ski resorts around there and, um, <clears throat> beautiful place to grow up. Uh, then I moved to Whistler when I was early twenties, uh, did that for a couple of seasons, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. And then from there moved to Toronto and I was in Toronto for about 16 years. Oh. And, um, Thirteen of those years, I worked at Rodney's in Toronto, Okay. and uh, they were some of the best times of my life. And you know, Rodney's is very family, uh, or, you know, focused, and it's a family-run business. It's not corporate, um, and just all the things that we have done over the years, and fundraisers, and the Oyster Festival, um, you know, and bringing great kind of East Coast, you know, hospitality to mm-hmm. to the people in Toronto, and then. I had an opportunity to come out here in 2015, and um, and I ended up staying and kind yeah. of fell in love with Calgary and the people. And um, as I get older and you know have a yeah. family, it's a it's a great place to to raise a family. And uh, like I said, meeting meeting you know great people every day, every week, every month, yeah. every year, doing great events like this, like the Barley and Smoke event for a really good cause. Um,
0: um has been fantastic. Awesome. Uh Dale, uh Calgary home for you.
1: Actually, no, I was born and raised in Edmonton. Okay. And I um moved here in nineteen ninety for work. Okay. And I subsequently met my husband a couple of years later. And we actually um uh, just celebrated our 30th wedding oh. anniversary last week. Well, congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's, it is an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah,
0: no doubt. Yep.
1: Especially, yeah, especially given everything we've been through. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, let's so. uh, let's maybe get into that. And I, I apologize, but Gail didn't give me a lot of background. So I guess as much as you want to share of your, your story and the connection with uh Kids Cancer Care, and uh, we'll kind of let you uh, take it from there.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's like, do you want the long uh, long version or the Reader's Digest what, whatever, version, right? Whatever, I've got so whatever many...
0: you're comfortable with. So.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate you allowing me to talk because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I when I have the opportunity to have these um, interviews or I do speeches sometimes at uh, uh, Kids Cancer Care events, it allows me to be Joel's... Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, Joel's been gone for a seven and a half years now. And so I just feel like he's looking down and saying, you know, thanks for continuing my legacy. So it all started, uh, oh, I guess it was uh, March of 2009. Um, Joel was diagnosed with a brain tumor called uh, medulloblastoma in his cerebellar. It was about the size of a kiwi. and uh, the doctor basically said it has to come out, and uh, it was followed up by uh, radiation and chemotherapy. He had 31 radiation treatments and four rounds of chemo. Yeah, for good measure. They figured Hmm. they got it all. Uh, They could only guarantee 99% of it was removed, but it was a solid tumor, so chances were good that they had got it all. Um, He had had some dizzy spells and um, was vomiting, kind of intermittently for a few months before this. We just thought it was a flu that he had, Um, but it turned out uh, to be this tumor. So anyway, um, yeah, he uh, was in hospital um, on and off for nine months. His Mm -hmm. protocol was a nine-month-long protocol, but he recovered pretty much, I would say, 95%. He returned to golf and hockey and school and um, uh, um, seeing his friends doing normal things, his cognitive and development development, um he regained all all of that and he was uh, learning at at a typical pace of a a student uh at the time i guess he was 10 grade grade four grade five was when that occurred so yeah he recovered and then unfortunately when he was 14 in june of 2014 actually he was um they saw spots on a routine mri they saw three spots on his brain and uh, they knew it probably wasn't scar tissue because they hadn't seen it before. So it was new. And we knew that that was probably trouble, which it was. Mm-hmm. And um, they say the chances of survival for childhood cancer is 80%, but when they relapse, it flips It's mm-hmm. 20%. It's twenty it's, um, 20%. Wow. So we knew this statistic. And uh, anyway, we tried some pill chemo and three uh, okay. more rounds uh, to peel chemo through the summer. And then into the winter of 2014, tried some more rounds of um, chemo. And part of that process is they, um, is apheresis, where they spin out stem cells. He was able to actually be his own stem cell donor um, because it wasn't a blood or bone cancer. Mm-hmm. So he had done this the first time around. He did it again three more times for the second time around. We tried in vain uh, for him to be healed, but uh, the spots kept growing, and then lumbar punctures showed that it had um, spread down into his spinal fluid. And so we knew, we probably, the doctor said, we probably had about six months to a year. Hmm. And um, actually, probably at that point, what are we talking now? We're talking March of 2015. They figured probably six months, and sure enough, he passed away October 3rd of 2015. Um, so, uh, you know, the interesting thing is as I look back, um, when the, the chemo didn't work the second time around, what our oncologist said to us was, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. And those are the words that, uh, you never want to hear as a parent, you know, Brad, you said you have a family, um, perhaps you do Ryan as do, well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, it's just when you hear that year it's hopeless and there's nothing more we can do they can do you think we're in Canada we have the best health care in the world don't we um, and so when you hear that it's devastating and uh, we just tried to do as much as we could we went out on, you know we had another wish trip and we did as much golfing as we could because that's what Joel wanted to do um, and then he passed away and Then subsequently after his passing, when I was on the bereaved parent side of things Mm -hmm. and they asked me to start uh, doing some speeches kind of in Joel's honor and uh, participating in uh, events like this, the smoke and barley or barley and smoke. I'm sorry, the barley and smoke. Mm -hmm. It makes me think um, when I think back to that, what the doctor said, there's nothing more I can do. What these supporters of these types of events say to me as a bereaved parent is there is something we can do. Mm-hmm. There's something we can do and we're going to do it. And we're going to have this event and a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to go towards kids cancer care of which about five, um, well, more, I think 5% of all cancer research is only pediatric research. So a portion of those proceeds that go to kids cancer care is pediatric research. Mm-hmm. So they're boosting the the research towards better better um, outcomes, better treatments, better protocol, um, and and treatments that aren't so harsh, that don't have so many long-term, short-term and long-term side effects. And so it's really comforting for me to hear that because my hope, our hope one day, all of our hopes one day is that every parent, every family will hear from the doctors, the oncologists, they will hear the words, yes, there's something we can do. And that's the goal, I think, is just to say, we may not not eradicate cancer anytime soon, but the goal right now, short-term goal for me anyway, as a proponent of kids' cancer care and pediatric research is just, let's just find less harsh um, treatments, uh, less long, um, shorter protocols for these treatments so that these kids can go on to live longer lives with a better quality of life Mm -hmm. so i do know that joel probably lived five years longer than he would have had we not had any treatment available i feel that the the chemotherapy and the radiation staved off the inevitable you know his inevitable death Mm -hmm. but i feel that that cancer would have been triggered and shown up sooner for sure so um, and he had a good quality of life, um, even after he had the brain tumor and recovered the first time. So uh, we miss him, but, uh, you know, we, um, we were empowered to do something to further the cause. And that's, I think, why kids get afflicted, especially with certain, certain things, certain diseases, illnesses, accidents, whatever. Because it empowers all the people, family and friends and the support group around them to do something to make sure that it doesn't happen to another family, or at least it happens to fewer
0: families. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for sharing that uh, and, for, and for carrying on Joel's legacy. It's amazing uh, th- what you said there Thanks. about, yes, we can do something else, taking, you know, after he was gone and taking that in uh, using mm-hmm. his story and your experience to, to help improve things for people down the road. That's amazing, so thank you for that.
1: Thank
0: you, uh, folks. Uh, Barley smoke.ca is the website. There's still tickets available August 26th here in Calgary at NMax Park. Uh, please get uh, get out there if for nothing else than to uh, help support families like uh, like Dale here, but also it is just a great event to be at. Um, Bradley, uh, how many years has Rodney's been involved now?
2: I think this is one, two, three, this is the third year that
0: okay. we've been involved. Awesome. And what, you know, I think we probably just heard it, but the reason for, for Rodney's to get involved in this event, what was kind of the uh, impetus behind that?
2: Well, um, as um, like in our industry, we get an enormous amount of emails. Um you know, uh, asking us to be a part of, you know, this event, that mm-hmm. event, this charity golf event, um, you know, there's there's so many events and, um, you know, we would love to be a part of them all. Of course. Yeah. Um, but the, the truth behind it is, you know, you can't. Um, you know, we have budgets that we have to stick to. And, you know, so we have to be selective on, um, you know, what we can do. Um, you know, a lot of them, uh, we donate you know a $50 uh gift shell right mm-hmm. we do our custom uh gift shells that are 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 handmade on uh oyster shells yep. which you know are, are are fantastic people love them right so um you, we do a lot of donations that way like $50 or $100 you know so we do a lot of a lot of that stuff kind mm-hmm. of behind the scenes and you know some of the kind of bigger ones <clears throat> You know we're more selective on, and you know I was emailed and and um, you know Trolley Five and Crafts and you know PJ and Ernie Sue, uh, especially Ernie. Ernie is a great supporter of uh, of Rodney's, and yep. he actually helped us in the beginning um, when I first came there because I wasn't from Calgary, and Ernie's you know born and raised, he's, and he's, everybody yeah. knows Ernie he's Sue Calgary, and. Yep you know, he's a great, great guy to um um, you know, have have your back and uh before Trolley Five was uh opened, uh he just gave us a hand for, for a few months, which was great. Um and I asked him about, you know, barley and smoke and, and he told me about it. And I said, you know, I think I think it's something that you know, we could definitely get behind, you know, and I, I just kinda loved what they they stood for and ultimately in the end it was it was my decision um, as a general manager and and I just thought uh, um, it would be great and just seeing how many uh, wonderful restaurants and breweries um, were involved like the lineup was fantastic yeah you know Um, and um, so you know we I said yeah you know what let's do it you know and Mm -hmm. we we did it the one year and um, I was like wow and I went there and we helped set up and I was like, look at this. And I said earlier, I was like, I didn't even know this location existed. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful green yeah. space. Yeah. Like I was like, this is, this is, how do I not know about this? <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: know?
2: So I was very, very pleasantly surprised. And, yeah. and um, you know, it was a great event. It was a great event. And then the second year, which was, um, we did last year. And I know yeah. um, <clears throat> because of COVID, um, things were kind of, Put on pause, Mm -hmm. you know, for not just us for the world. Um and we did it uh we did it last year. And last year it rained like crazy Mm -hmm. and there was potential um you know cancellation of the event. And you know, we're at the restaurant and the staff is volunteering and set up and came back and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And they said, you know what? It stopped raining. It's we're gonna we're gonna go ahead with it. And they went ahead with it. And then um, the guys that you know, our team that was there, uh, they came back mm-hmm. with uh, with
0: this. Oh, a little trophy, a little hardware. Bast- oh, nice! handheld. Yeah, awesome.
1: So that was nice.
2: that was um, you know. A very nice uh, surprise because it was raining very, very badly, you know, and the fact that, you know, they hung in there, they were hanging in there and, you know, just all the organizers, event organizers, you know, all the restaurants and everybody. And, you know, as they say, the show must go on, you know, and, and so it was really nice to see, you know, the 2022 winner, best handheld, Um You know, it puts a smile on my face because, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens in the Mm -hmm. restaurants and a lot of, a lot of the guys in the kitchen and stuff, they don't get uh, recognized for this stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was, it was, it it put a huge smile on my face to see, to see that, you know, so, um, but yeah, I I mean, you know, uh, I'm really glad that we got involved with this. Um, There's a lot of great people that I've met over the years um, just doing this event and, we just think it's it's a good uh cause to be a part of, and yeah. um we'd like to continue to to support uh them and um and, and help out wherever we
0: can fantastic uh dale and I, I apologize uh the timing i don't know but when with Joel did you ever have the opportunity uh to attend at camp Kindle or did he i don't know if the timing if it was had started up yet or
1: Yes, yes. Uh, He was able to go to Camp Kindle. I don't remember the exact year that it started at Camp Kindle. It might have been about 2000. Oh, I think it was 2010, the year after he was diagnosed. So certainly, um, yeah, he definitely went to Camp Kindle. He went a few years and he has a younger brother, Eric, who is now 17. And uh, yeah, and Joel passed away when he was 16. Mm. So it's very interesting now. Um, I have a son who um, this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, the seventeen-year-old stuff, boy yeah. stuff. Anyway, after Eric, after uh, Joel passed away um, in two thousand fifteen, the following summer mm. I asked, I was reg- going to register Eric for camp, summer camp at Camp Kindle still mm. because it's for cancer families, it's families, for cancer yeah. kids and their siblings mm. and their siblings. And he said, you know, Mom, I just don't think I want to go. Joel's not going to be there Mm -hmm. with me because uh, he was always there with with his big brother and uh, Joel is seven years older than Eric and uh, he just never wanted to go. So I asked him after Joel left. um, Mm -hmm. And so I asked him the next year, didn't want to go next year, didn't want to go. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that maybe one day, um, he might want to go back as a counselor. Um, yeah. And so I've been back there for different events. We've been back there. There's a family camp. There's a Mm. family, a bereaved family camp. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually participate in the cycle challenge as well, um, the last couple of years. So it's for, uh, cyclist enthusiasts as well as recreational cyclists. Yep. Anyway, and you do your own time, you know, your own time, your own day, anyway, and raise money, of course, for kids' cancer care. And this that past year, we had um, we had uh, a celebration out at uh, Camp Kindle. And actually, the home base this year was Camp Kindle. And each year, uh, or this year, for the, for the more um, serious cyclists, they actually had... Um, Uh, Three different loops that they did, one each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I just did the very recreational route, and then I volunteered at it. Uh, But anyway, every time I go out there, um, probably every two years, I go out there for an event of some kind. Mm. And they've added, you know, um, you know, the teepees or they've added the pool or the hot tub or um, they've um, refurbished one of the buildings or they've added a craft house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the next thing is a treehouse village okay. Okay. that they're adding. Nice. And so um, they just keep enhancing it. And, you know, it's just spectacular. They've got a little mini hospital for um, the kids. Some of these kids are on treatment. And mm-hmm. so they want to go to camp, but they need chemo. And so there's there's a small team of nurses out there who um, administer um, their chemotherapy. Of course, if they're on radiation, they can't go to camp because right. they have to go to the, to the Tom Baker mm-hmm. Cancer Center. I'm not sure where they go now. That's where Joel went. Right. Um, but anyway, if they're on treatment or if their immune system is low and they can't be around a lot of kids, then they can isolate themselves and they can still participate in archery and uh, the high ropes, low ropes, um, the swing, the zip line. Um, all those things because um, they can keep distance. It's actually it's interesting because through COVID, when people were saying, um, you know, I have to social distance, you know, this six this six feet two meters. As a cancer mom, well, this is what this is our life. <laughs> this is our life for. Um, Periods of time, yeah. um, especially after a, a child receives chemotherapy, what happens is it's a 30 day cycle. Right. And so they get the chemotherapy, they get the stem cells injected in their central line for kind of, da- I call it damage control. And then basically they tank for 10 days and they're comatose for mm. 10 days and they're isolated pretty much for those 10 days. And then a week when they come out of their sort of comatose state, because right. the, the the chemo basically kills all the good cells as well yeah. as the bad cells. And then the, the stem cells rejuvenate your, your cell, um, build up faster. Yeah. And so that's why the stem cells are so important to have right. anyway. And so, yeah. And so it's really cool to just, um, see all the amenities they have at Camp Kindle and it's very specialized. Um, these kids who need the medical treatment as well. So it's really one of a kind camp. I mean, yeah. it's it's just incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that's mainly what the, the cycle challenge that I do every year, 100% of those proceeds go towards sending a kid to camp. And I think this year we raised $260,000 for wow. that. That's so it was fantastic. crazy. That's, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. Well done. Yeah. And I think the smoke, the barley and smoke, I think, uh, I'm not sure, Brad, maybe you know the numbers. Um, I think they raised over 100,000 last year. That's what I had heard. And of course, they want to surpass that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
2: I, I yeah. think you're right. I'm not sure of the exact number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think uh, that number rings the bell as well. But yeah. Yeah,
1: you yeah. have to go so back it's through. Great. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. yeah. It's That's wonderful awesome. having these people uh, get, like you say, get, um, they get to go out and enjoy a good time, have a good time with friends, you know, family and friends. And it builds connections. It builds community, this kind of event. Mm-hmm. Barbecues build, build connections, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so it's great that at the same time, it's a win-win situation. So, um, you're raising money for kids' cancer care. So it's great. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, folks again, tickets are still available. BarleySmoke.ca is the website. Uh, if you click on the brews and barbecues tab, you'll see a list of, uh, all the amazing uh, restaurants and breweries that are involved. Folks like Rodney's, we got Village Brewery, Una Pizza and Wine Toolshed, uh, Graham, uh, out there to, uh, defend his rib uh, his rib trophy just like uh Dave, brad will be uh, defending their handheld trophy uh sunny Cider, <laughs> Cluck and cleaver the abc outpost kitchen uh just an amazing assortment of uh local restaurants breweries uh food uh really a great event so please uh, get out there uh, and support this uh, before we wrap up uh dale brad any kind of last messages you have for folks Dale, maybe you can go first. Well, I guess, I, oh, or Brad, go ahead. So,
2: well, uh, I guess one piece of advice would be to Graham from Toolshed, uh, make sure you don't wipe out if you get another trophy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he just uh, um, his barbecue team just won there the grand champion at the competition in Didsbury this weekend. So he's uh, he's riding. On, yeah, so. I know he's on a
2: he's on a winning a hot hot yeah. a hot winning streak <laughs> yeah. and. You know he's got a, a huge, a huge heart, yes. a huge personality, and a huge passion uh, for beer and cooking and family. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know he gets so excited about yeah. this stuff, and you know he's, you know he's one of the guys that has a special place in my heart. You know we we've had his beer on tap since we've opened uh, in in 2015. Nice. Um, You know, and he's just, he's such a, he's a, he's a gem. Yes. You know, he really is
0: a gem. Yeah, I don't think you can say hidden gem. (laughs) True, he's a a gem. (laughs) Yeah, I Um, I judged the competition in uh, Didsbury this weekend, so I'm going to take partial credit for his win, so, yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but I guess, well, maybe it could be a hidden gem because yeah. if you don't, if you've never met Graham, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, those of us that have known him over the years, like he's loud and he's got this amazing personality and, you know, and he's got a good story and stuff. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, there's people probably every year that, you know, haven't met me or haven't met Graham or haven't met Dale or whoever, mm-hmm. right. These people that are there at this great event. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you said the question you started out with was, you know what does barbecue mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and whether you're a kid or you're, you know, in that, uh, you know, adult day camp, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, just eating great, great barbecue, yeah. um, different different types and flavors and different beer and stuff, and mm-hmm. for for a good cause, it's uh, it's really great to uh, to meet good people along the way, right? Yeah, uh, all with one with one goal in mind. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: And for me, I would just say thank you, Brad, to you, your staff, all the other barbecuers out there and their staff and all, everybody who volunteers their time, donates the food, just the, the just delicious food and drink um, for this cause. It just uh, means the world to us that you're committed to um, just giving up so much of your time um, on a weekend, on a Saturday, taking time away from your, Personal lives from your family life to to do this um, for this great cause, and so thank you for for your commitment to this cause. Really appreciate it on behalf of all the cancer moms and dads. Awesome.
2: Well, you know it, it's it's our pleasure. It really is. Um, you know because without without people like Graham, without people like Rodney's, without people like yourself, because you, there's a lot of commitment from you know your team and all the volunteers and everybody. Right, like it is. I say to my staff a lot, right? And I need you know, sometimes you really have to put things into perspective and you know, yeah. you're from, you're from Edmonton, right? So, um, yeah. you ever heard yeah. of a hockey player named uh, Connor McDavid?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, but I say this to my staff and I use it as a reference a lot and I think it's really important to understand this is like, you know, Connor McDavid it's not just Connor McDavid on that team. He needs a goalie. He needs, you know, uh, his wingers, defensemen, you know, uh, the coaches, you know, uh, the first line, second line, third line, like all that stuff, right. It's a team effort and, yeah. you know, it, it, it and it, it takes, it takes a team to pull this off. Right. So yeah. and we'll continue to do it. We really enjoy it. Um, and we have fun and you meet people yeah. and, and um, you know, so that's the, that's the most important thing is, is meeting people for a really good cause. So it's, it's our pleasure. So awesome. uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: You bet. Uh, one thank last you. thing I usually ask people uh, when I'm talking to barbecue folks, uh, what a go-to meal for them is when they've got the grill fired up at home. And instead I'll ask uh, Dale, you can go first, uh, a, a memorable, a memorable barley and smoke bite uh, from your, uh, some of the stuff you've tasted there over the last couple of years.
1: I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm thinking that when you showed up your handheld um, trophy there, anything that was handheld, yep. I'm sorry, I don't remember the names of the, sure. of um, I don't remember the names of the, of the, yeah, the food that was there, um, but uh, I just remember it was all so yummy. Mm. And what I also remember is how generous the vendors are. You know, and you're uh, as you're walking, you know, getting a, samples of food and drink and, uh, you know, so tasty. You want to have another. They're like, here, have two more, yeah. you know, and they're just so generous. And um, and they just want you to have a good time. They want you to enjoy, enjoy their food. They enjoy watching you enjoy mm. their food. Yeah. And uh, that's mm. what I, I love. Yeah. Yeah. It, they're so proud and yeah. it and it makes me proud um, that all of these uh, all of these vendors are all local and as a Calgarian, it just mm-hmm. makes me so proud to think that we have this kind of skill and talent and passion in our food and beverage industry.
0: Absolutely, Brad. I don't know how much you're able to get around to the other uh, the other booths, but any anything jump out for you?
1: Well,
2: you know, unfortunately, I have. Uh, I was. I was. Uh, I. I did the setup. Okay. Uh, yep. I did the setup the very first year and I was there for about an hour mm-hmm. just helping set up and get things started and stuff. And then I let the team do their thing. I went back to the restaurant because I believe that night, I think the first year, I th- we I think it was a wedding or it was a buyout. Yeah. So we had like two to three hundred people at the restaurant. Yep. So I helped chef and our marketing person, uh, Brooke Silverberg at the time. Uh, just help get everything set up and like I said that year it was beautiful and sunny and I was like oh my god I wish like I don't want to go back to the restaurant yeah this is I'm going to be outside like this is and I see people that I know from different breweries and you know beer that we have on tap and um, other restaurants uh, that are that are friends of ours uh, that are involved and stuff right so I've never you know um Unfortunately, I've never had a bite Fair of anything enough. at Marlene Smoke. The second year, when it was raining, uh, we had another event going on and we actually had a team go set up, right? Yeah. So um, I would love to be at all the events all the time and do yeah. these things, but unfortunately, uh, I can't. So, uh, but I, I seen the roster, I, I saw, you know, all the food and stuff like that. And um, I, I know it was fantastic. Awesome. Um, so
1: I'll, I'll make sure to take notes the next there time, you. Ryan. No worries. <laughs> this year. I'm oh. going to take
0: notes for my interview next year. <laughs> well, well uh, Dale, I look forward to meeting you down there in a couple of weeks. And Brad, yes. if you're around, uh, we'll say hi for sure. And uh, thank you both Definitely. for doing this, Dale. Uh, taking some time out of your uh, your holiday and your family dinner. So we'll let you get uh, into the restaurant now and enjoy that and uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday. And Brad, uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on here tonight, both of you. Amazing.
2: Well, thank you. It was nice to meet both of you, and uh, yeah, enjoy your uh, dinner tonight. And uh, hopefully, I'll be there. Um, it's on the. I believe it's the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Right? Yeah, oh, August twenty sixth. Uh, so. Three
0: three p.m. to eight p.m. at NMax Park down at the Stampede grounds. BarleySmoke.ca is the website, folks. Uh, please, uh, if you're around, get out there and support this amazing event. Thanks, everybody.
1: Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening folks and the website once again is www.barleysmoke.ca and this year's event goes Saturday, August the 26th. Before I close, the Calgary barbecue and beer community lost a family member recently. The last episode of this podcast a few weeks back was with Jordan Sorrenti from Patty's Barbecue and Brewery as they prepared to close their doors for good. I just saw this morning that Carrie, Jordan's wife, and a big part of the business has passed away. I'm absolutely heartbroken and my condolences go to Jordan, Patty, and their entire family. I had the opportunity just after the restaurant closed to spend an afternoon with Carrie and Jordan while we judged an amateur barbecue competition at Hubtown Brewing in Okotoks on the Canada Day long weekend. And it was so nice to spend that time with them. Please keep the family in your thoughts. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca. Also at albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, wherever you are, get out to your local barbecue joint and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. That's wrap, everybody. See you all real soon and keep on smoking.